Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Dina. How are you? I'm great. We have such an exciting episode. It's about a small business TikTok, and we have an amazing guest, Carolyn Butler, who started the fantastic company Borrow Baby, and her business blew up on TikTok, so we get into all of that. Yeah, there's also some really good tips. I'm going to try to piece them out and promote them on Instagram too, but if you are a small business owner, if you're thinking of how to use TikTok to promote your business definitely listen to the interview with Caroline. She has a lot of really good tips. Yeah, and before we get into the interview, we just wanted to mention a few other TikTok small business videos. The first one I found was by at aj.rants, R-A-N-T-Z, and he used that song, Father, I'm Coming Home. You know that song, Melissa? I do. Last time I tried to sing a song on here, you said, Melissa, be quiet, I'll just play the audio. <laughs> so, maybe we should just play the audio. So in the back of that audio, he has visuals to how he built his small business and how TikTok helped him and captions along those. So I'm going to read the captions because it's a really great story. 12 months ago, I couldn't find work due to the shutdown. Here's my 12 month journey. I started a brand new TikTok account and grew to 1000 followers. I started affiliate marketing and earned my first high ticket commission, $400. I kept sharing my journey and grew to 10,000. I became a top affiliate for multiple companies. I started getting weekly payouts from multiple companies. I decided to reinvest those earnings and start another business, and his business is Cocktail Cards. I grew a brand around the new business on YouTube and TikTok. I then raised over $40,000 in a few months. I shipped out 13,000 orders in two months got to travel again, and partnered with a multi-million dollar seller. And it all started with a brand new TikTok account and a $7 course that taught me marketing. Anything is possible. So here's just another example of how someone used TikTok to promote a small business and really start it from the ground up. Yeah, it's really cool. And we we talked to Carolyn about this too, how TikTok really is becoming a place where you can learn and be inspired from others. And so to see this person's story about how they got on TikTok and just let their creativity flow, like tried new things, you know, TikTok, it it feels like there's less pressure on TikTok to some degree. So I think it's a really great place for small businesses and founders to just try some new stuff out and see what works. Totally. And there is a small business check audio by at fashionably surfed. Small business check. If you own a small business, show us the name of your business, show us some of the products that you sell, and put your website on the screen so people know where to shop. Help support small businesses. So again, a lot of small businesses just use this audio to promote their business. I've seen it over and over again where 
you know, if you just tell your story and you have a passion for what you're selling or what you're doing, it's really cool to see how TikTok can help. Yeah, this sound has over 7,300 videos uploaded to it. So it's very cool. If you go to the, the audio link for this sound, you see just a ton of different small business owners on TikTok introducing themselves, their business. The creator of the sound of the original video um, at Fashionably Surfed, she has her own business. She sells hair accessories. So she promoted her company, showed what she did. And it's just, yeah, it's a really cool way. You, you know, there's definitely a vibe on TikTok of people helping each other out and, you know, spreading the love and spreading awareness. And so it's very cool. Her whole initiative with the sound was just to inspire other small businesses to introduce themselves and to potentially find new customers on TikTok. Yeah. So before we get into the interview, there's just one music trend that we would like to point out. And it is, I was thinking about audio and it contains music from Boys, which is Charlie XCX. Yeah. And the audio itself comes from creator at Haruso Mas Bestie. We'll post it in the show notes if you want to find them. So there's some really funny little videos people have done alongside this audio. I was busy thinking about... One of my favorites is from at Chase Lee. So he uses the text, I was busy thinking about how are exit signs clear, but say exit on both sides. If you think about it, and if you watch this video, he shows the exit sign, you're like, what? Wait, how is that possible? That had me thinking about it for like a good 20 <laughs> minutes after. It is like, how is it possible? It hurts my brain. Yes. Then there's another one at 21ADW said, how do these motherfuckers just spawn construction zones? And he's just showing pictures of giant cranes carrying shit. And it's true. Like, how do these cranes just work like it's it's just mind-blowing especially in new york when you see like all these cranes it's like how are they not falling over in the wind what are they they carrying stuff like yeah so this whole trend is essentially that it's things that people are just like mind blown about (laughs) like i can't like you're just sitting maybe thinking about something for 20 minutes like how does this exist at wavy 350 underscore jv did we really used to dance for Chuck E. Cheese so he can throw tickets at us. He's busy thinking about that. I never knew that happened at Chuck E. Cheese. I went there as a child, but I don't think I remember dancing for Chuck E. Cheese. So maybe that's just like a specific to one Chuck E. Cheese. I also was like, this didn't happen at my Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> this may have been <laughs> okay. a strange experience this person had that was not actually uh, true for most. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. like Chuck E. Cheese was like throwing dollar bills at strippers, <laughs> but instead it was children with tickets. One of my, my favorite ones, this one did have me thinking for quite a bit of time, uh, at Grace Isn't Available, wrote, why don't we throw trash in volcanoes? Why don't this we throw trash too. into volcanoes? I get there. There must be some environmental reason, but it would you know, for surface level, it would seem like a good idea. Right? Like, I feel like we're already, we're doing such a poor job of, like, eliminating trash 
to begin with. Like, we're, like, weirdly setting it on fire on mountains. Like, yeah, wait, why wouldn't we just throw it into a volcano? (laughs) Well, this actually ties very well into what Carolyn is doing with her circular Mm. economy because she's basically recycling clothes so there is no waste and she's basically saving the universe. So I wish we could have asked her this, but we'll ask her. We'll do a part two (laughs) of her interview. Yes. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe and enjoy the interview with Carolyn. Carolyn and I went to business school together, and Carolyn went on to start an amazing company called Borrow Baby. She used her MBA for the good of the world. I used it to start a podcast about TikTok. Just a little (laughs) discrepancy there. But Carolyn posted her first TikTok video for Borrow Baby in February, and it went viral with over 75,000 views. So first of all, welcome to Too Old for TikTok, Carolyn. I am too old for TikTok, so this is perfect. (laughs) Great. Thanks for having me. Of course. And when we were in business school, what was your job then? Because it was not doing what you do now. Yeah, no, it wasn't. So I'm actually a chemical engineer. That's uh, I went to undergrad for that. And I worked in engineering for my entire career. So I did work in agrochemicals and plastics and the oil industry. I lived in a bunch of different countries all over the world. I worked a lot in recycling, uh, wastewater treatment. And uh, at the time I was working in supply chain and then I moved into corporate strategy when I was, uh, and actually my company at the time, um, a big, you know, evil oil company (laughs) uh, was sponsoring my, uh, was sponsoring part of my education. So I didn't take like any entrepreneurial classes, which I, you know, kind of regret at this point, it would have been a little helpful. Um, But luckily, Rich uh, took some and Rich is my husband who I met at Columbia Business School and is also pals with Dina. Yes, we we love Rich. And it's funny, because I remember meeting you at our first happy hour, and you explained what you did. And you're like, you know, chemical engineering. And I was like, Oh, my God, I worked in reality TV at the time. And I like didn't understand what supply chain was or what anyone did. And I was like, I'm way in over my head. And I was just so impressed with you. And I continue to be impressed with you because Borrow Baby is doing amazing things. So can you explain what Borrow Baby is? Yeah. So Borrow Baby is actually America's first circular economy for young children's clothing. And we focus on ages zero to six because that's the time frame during hypergrowth where it makes the least economic sense to own clothing at all. Um, What makes us different is we're not like a resale only model or a rental model. We're fully circular. So we, I use my engineering background. There is a reason most people are like, why is a chemical engineer in charge of a children's clothing company? But we actually go down to the molecular level. So what the fiber, what the fiber is made out of, is it regenerative, is it natural? And what chemicals are added during the process? So is it safe for your children to wear? Then we make sure that all of the clothing is essentially handed down throughout multiple families, either through rental or you can buy the clothing from us and at any point in time return it back to us because we ensure that it's responsibly recycled or composted. So because I'm so careful in how I source clothing, all of the clothing we carry is 100% recyclable, which no fashion retailer can say today. Um, and because none of them really look at the, at the fiber level uh, and try to control for what they're carrying, they're carrying things based on style and aesthetic. 
Um, and they also can't recycle because of the dangerous chemicals that are added during processing. So we kind of control for all of those things. And so all of our clothing that's lived its best life is either recycled or we are the first company in the United States to test composting of post-consumer textile waste. So we're actually, we're composting today with uh, local farms in New Jersey and New York and testing to see if it's, it's safe for the environment. Wow, that's amazing. That is incredible. <laughs> and I always think of it too, like it's like a rent the runway, but for baby clothing, it's so much more than that, but as like a very simplified kind of way to think about it, it it's sort of, would you say it's similar? Yeah. So, I mean, yes, yes and no, um, right. because circular economy models are more about like making sure the material you're you're using is regenerative. Um, so like you're not, you know, extracting oil to make, you know, five dollar shit polyester shirts that then just go to landfill. So you have to make sure you regenerate the system that it's from. And then I would say Rent the Runway is more in the area of uh, utilizing clothing mm -hmm. better so we do the same thing like we either rent or we let you buy it and return it at any point in time so it's like you know the combination of traditional retail rent the runway rental and thread up which is like resale mm -hmm. um, we do all three of those things at the same time uh, but I would say rent the runway doesn't account for how clothing is made or how it's disposed of got it so tell us what made you decide to put borrow baby on TikTok. <clears throat> Yeah, this is so you're you're looking at someone who doesn't even have an Instagram account. <laughs> so I'm like literally so old I have Facebook and I like still use it. Oh, so no. um so I I don't know anything about marketing, right? I'm a chemical engineer, like what do I know? All I know at the time is um, you know, TikTok was growing, it was blowing up. And uh I also knew at the same time traditional ads weren't really working on Facebook and, and Instagram. And now they're really not working because they're like so desperate to compete with TikTok. Uh, it was interesting because everyone that I knew of that was on TikTok was like, you know, my 18 year old niece and, you know, people who are so young. Um, <clears throat> so I, I have a head of social media, Kate, who's in her early 30s. And we were talking about it. And she didn't have TikTok either. And I was like, look, I think we really need to get in on this. Um, I think it's a great way to reach people without having to go like pay influencers all this like ridiculous amount of money because um, we can just make the content ourselves. And uh, who doesn't like to make content? Uh, Rich Amsinger is on the team and that's like all he wants to do is make content. So uh, I was talking to Kate about it and she was like, all right, let me see what I can do. She, you know, we started an account. She was like looking around to try to see what went viral and what didn't. And I, I do think there's a science, there's a science to everything for me really, but I do think there's a science behind like how you attract people on TikTok and how you can make something go viral and like how you post and things like that. And uh, we were really pleased to see that there's actually a lot of moms on TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's called like mom talk or whatever, but <laughs> there's a lot of them on there. And there's also a lot of women supporting women businesses. Yeah. Um, and those are two like huge communities. So we were like, all right, so you have to be strategic in, in how you like tag and, and like hashtag everything so that certain people see the content. But basically, um, I was just like, I, I want to reach more people and I want to, and I also wanted to see like what, what type of, of consumer is on TikTok because everyone always said to me like, oh, it's like, it's 15 year olds. And I was like, really? It, it doesn't look like it when I logged in at least. And that was maybe like in December or January. Yeah, so what happened after your first video went viral? Yeah, so I know Dina is gonna give me shit for this, but so we, uh, we, we did the video and the video was really just like me telling the story of why I started the company. I showed images of my daughter, 
Um, I explained like how we were trying to do something good for the environment. We were trying to make, you know, sustainable shopping easier for moms. And, and we also obviously were offering this promo of like a $1 curation fee. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that had a lot to do with why people shared it. Um, and it was, we posted it on, I think like a Sunday and it started to go viral about two days later. Uh, and we have, um, we use Slack at work and we have notifications set up every time we get an order, we get like a ding. And I remember we were like on our way home and I was like getting ready for dinner and stuff. And all of a sudden I just hear like, ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on? And we, we realized, you know, obviously it really starts taking off. Um, and we got to the point where like in three hours we had like 2000 orders and I was at the point where, and it was, it was really amazing. Like the comments that we got, uh, were fantastic. There was people that paid the dollar and they didn't even have kids. They were like, this is such a great idea. We support you. Like we love what you're doing. I shared it with all my friends. Uh, we had other, like we had a bunch of women who were pregnant, didn't even have children yet. Um, we had some dads, not a lot, but mostly moms. Uh, but the comments that we were getting were so like beautiful and exciting. So none of us slept that night. So the whole entire night we were going viral. And then we were getting to the point where we couldn't fill these orders, right? So we were a team of like seven people. Two of them didn't work in the warehouse. So there was literally like three people processing orders. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh. And I remember because Rich was texting with Dina that <laughs> night. And he was like, hey, our TikTok's going viral. And Dina's like, oh, that's awesome. Great. And then I was like, oh, uh, we're at the point where like we literally can't fill these orders. It's going to take us like three months or four months to fill these orders. And since we're in a time sensitive business, you know, children grow so fast in three months, they could be in a completely different size. I, I made the decision at the time after talking to like Rich and the team, like, do we pull the video? Because I don't want to piss people off either. I don't want this to be the end of our company. Like, oh, borrow baby blows up and and then dies because they can't fulfill any orders and they're a shit company and then we have people complaining. Um, So I remember Rich told Dina, he was like, we're gonna pull the video. And she's like, don't pull that fucking video, right? She's like, don't pull the video. And and he was like, oh, we can't fill the orders. And she's like, no, 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 don't do it because you really just want the reach, right? You want people to see and learn about the company. Um, And we pulled the video at around like 80,000 views and like it was a sigh of relief, but I think in in retrospect, uh, I, I don't know if I would have made the same decision because I think it was on a clear trajectory to going into like the millions of views. Yeah, it's interesting. I remember saying, you know, the great thing about TikTok is you don't have to pull the video. Your next video can then be explaining like, oh my God, thank you so much yeah. for these orders. Mm-hmm it's been so overwhelming and like that's the best part because what you did perfectly in your first video is you told your story so then all the other videos are just a continuation of the story and Mm -hmm. how the engagement is amazing so i see the video is back up so it's still collecting views so it's still it's still doing yeah so we did put the video back up but i i like we knew that we just like messed up the whole algorithm right where like we knew it wasn't going to then go viral again like it doesn't work like that um so we were like I think like now, a few months later, we were like, oh, maybe we should have just let it go and see what happened. At least we would have collected like a bunch of people's email information and, mm-hmm. and valuable information about them. But even still, like we're still working through the list and people, you know, I, I just don't want to piss customers off, you know, and some of them are like, why is it taking you two months? And I'm like, because there's yeah. seven of us. <laughs> so, um yeah, but it, but it was amazing. I think that we were all so excited after and we like couldn't believe it. We're all like celebrating, jumping up and down and 
and we launched in, in June of last year. So in the middle of a pandemic, not exactly the easiest time to launch a business. And there were times like we were like, we don't know if we're going to make it. And then like TikTok kind of like reaffirmed, like people do want this product. People are excited about it. People are mission aligned and value aligned with what we're doing. Moms want to support it. Moms love the quality of the product. So it was a, it was a great, it was a great uh, moment. And everyone, like after that happened, everyone was in the warehouse packing orders. Like everyone, like our copywriters, like <laughs> our parents, like everyone was here. Even some of our advisors were like, yeah, we'll come. Wow. Um, and I think it was so exciting for the first few days, but literally after like the first two weeks, we were like every day, we were here for like 10 hours a day filling orders and we were like exhausted, but it was a good type of exhaustion, I think. That's incredible. And I feel like you, like, even as you're talking, I'm thinking like, what advice would you have for other people now? Because it sounds like, okay, maybe had you anticipated that, that it would have gotten viral, you could have maybe prepped a little bit differently. Yeah. So when i mean so again like we we did kate and i worked and kate really did the majority of the research on like how do you make things go viral and she structured the video so that it would go viral and she said like oh this is going to go viral but like that meant nothing to me i'm like right. yeah cool what does that mean like five thousand people are going to see it yeah. i don't know what viral means i'm old so <laughs> i was like I, I had no idea what that meant and the thing was like like even if it went viral, you would assume like, oh, you get a lot of traffic to your website, but that doesn't necessarily mean people convert, right? Yeah. So on our website, on our website, we have this experience called like a bundle. And it's what we have a team of like real moms that curate seven items for you based on your style preferences, like similar to Stitch Fix, except we use moms to do the curation and not like an algorithm or anything like that. Um, so that was like the product that we were pushing in the video. And the product basically is like you fill out a quiz and then you pay the dollar curation fee and then we send you seven items and you decide if you wanna buy them, rent them, or you don't want them at all and you return them. And I just, even if we went viral, I assumed like, oh, we'll get a few thousand people to the site. I didn't think those people were going to actually fill out the quiz, which is like a five minute quiz and then pay the curation fee. And like thousands of them did. It was like, like, I didn't expect that to happen. It was great. Like the conversion rate on TikTok was better than any other advertising I've ever seen. Yeah, it was crazy. That's wild. I work in marketing, so I'm like drooling over this. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> the fact that conversion rates yeah. could be that good on TikTok. This is so cool. Yeah. So cool. Are there any other businesses that, I mean, and maybe Kate had seen these in her research that you kind of modeled your TikTok account page after? Yeah, that would be a Kate question. I mean, I think she just researched like other um, viral videos that were business related and they were all about telling a story, right? It, that, that's yep. basically what it was. Like tell a story, make it relatable, show you're a real person. Um, and I think that's like, if uh, Melissa, if you're in marketing, I, I know nothing about marketing, but what I do know is that like consumers are changing and they wanna buy from people who have a brand, who have a purpose, who like, like they wanna buy from the person. And all of these TikTok videos so far have been under like the Borrow Baby TikTok, but we're actually shifting the strategy and we're going to start building contact content on my TikTok personally, um, because I actually think it's gonna be more successful. There's less restrictions too for like non-business, like for business accounts, you can't d use certain music because of copyright issues and stuff like that. So personal accounts, I think, uh, are easier for things to go viral and easier for you to get a better following. And it also equates like me and our team and real people to the brand instead of just the brand. Yeah, that's such a, an amazing idea. That's what I love about 
TikTok is whereas like Instagram, you have an Instagram account, right? But you would never be able to tell your story in the same way as you do on TikTok yeah. or get the same amount of eyeballs in it on it. So that's a great idea. Well, yeah, but what do you guys think? Because like now everyone just posts their TikToks to Instagram. Yes, that's true. So I think yeah. there's I think there's a great thing about that because when you post a TikTok you just have to make sure that it doesn't have the TikTok watermark on it when you post it to Reels because they will suppress that. But you just make one piece of content and you can really reuse it for tick, like yeah. for Instagram Reels or for TikTok. And it's just more eyeballs that it gets. So like kind of the competition that Instagram Reels and TikTok has is I think good for just different people and more people seeing your brand and like hearing your story. So it, it, yeah. it's it's more work, but at the same time, it's, it's yeah. less work because you're making one piece of content. You could just repurpose it over and over again. I actually find the content on TikTok to be less expensive because content on Instagram is heavily edited it's like that no one's that's like no one's real face on Instagram right, let's be, right. or body for that matter totally. but TikTok it's like literally it's just a video of me and like this is how my face looks and like get used to it because <laughs> I'm not gonna change it um and and I think that that's what's so attractive about it I think that you know when Instagram was getting really popular people loved it because it's like oh I can make my life look like this fantasy thing and then now people are like tired of that you know totally. um and and that's why ads on Facebook and Instagram aren't working anymore and the conversion is shit. But mm -hmm. if you boost like a reel or you boost a story, then they, they, you actually get better conversion because they're trying to compete and they're like, they've shifted their algorithms to try to compete. So. Yeah. The thing I always mention about TikTok too, and just from my own experience using it, like you're able to reach strangers in a way yeah. that I don't, I haven't ever experienced on Facebook or Instagram. You're mostly following people you know, friends or friends of friends or influencers. TikTok, like I'm getting people, I have no idea who they are. There's no degree of connection between any of us. It's also, I think of like you mentioning you're gonna do more personal stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. Everything you, you know, in the beginning told us about the chemicals and the fibers that go into yeah. clothing. I could see you doing a minute long video just describing that and it would yeah. do amazing on TikTok. I don't know that it would do as well on Instagram, but oh, no, it doesn't. you know, no, like there, there's this idea of learning on TikTok too, yeah, yeah. that yeah. people have yeah. really gravitated to in a way that I haven't seen on any other social media platform. Yeah, I'm hoping because for us, education is a big part of it. And we did like we we have a blog. I, originally, I was writing for it. And it was like terrifying. No one read it. They were like, this is so scary, you know, because sometimes I'm like, oh, there's these toxic chemicals in your young children's clothing. And people freak out and then they don't, they don't actually want to read it and they don't want to learn. But on, on TikTok, I do find like people want to learn and they want to know the truth um, about things. And that's really refreshing because I feel like Instagram is so fake. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. What would you tell people who think they're too old for TikTok or people who think like, you know, TikTok is just a bunch of young people dancing on the app? Uh, well, my dad is like a big TikTok fan, so no one is too too old for to my dad's 67, so he's rocking out. I think no, I I think that that was like the initial thought, and it's just not the reality anymore. There's uh, there's definitely people our age on there, and I think the content is is educational, hilarious, useful. Yeah, I mean, I completely skipped over Instagram. I mean, now I have an account. I guess I have to add to it for business reasons, but um, it just never really. It never really, it was never really interesting to me because I found it to be like 
a duplicate of Facebook just with less stuff. And but TikTok is is truly unique. And I think I think right now is a great time to get on as as personal level or business because they're not actually like really monetizing yet and on like ads or anything like that in the way that like Facebook does. And I think that it's just really it's a really interesting time to be a part of it. Yeah, I think it's fantastic and really entertaining. And I probably watch it too too often at night and then I don't sleep. So <laughs> it's like you get on as a business and then you end up using it just as a fangirl. Yeah. Yeah. One more question I had for you is, you know, so there's like the small business side of TikTok and the business side of TikTok, and I'm sure you've researched and seen. So would you consider like, yeah, I don't know if I'd consider your business a small business because at this point it's huge and growing. Like, you know, how do you classify your, your business? No, we're definitely, I mean, my goal is to make this the biggest circular economy in the United States. So my goal is to make us, you know, a billion dollar business. Uh, but today we're still a small business and we're also woman, women run um, and women founded. So I think those things are really what attracts a lot of followers that we have and a lot of women who want to buy from us because they don't want to buy from, you know, male owned companies, especially when you're targeting women. It's like, why am I buying for like, why isn't the CEO a woman if it's a, mm -hmm. a product for women? So yeah, I definitely consider us still a small business for sure. For now. Get at me for now. Idea, yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. have you back on when you have millions of followers on TikTok and <laughs> you're worth billions of dollars. Yeah. When yeah. you become a unicorn. I, I think we'll I think we'll always still have that small business mindset though. Because I don't know, I think and, and like having a content strategy, I think it's it's so unique. Not a lot of businesses have it because they're so mm -hmm. old yeah. um, that they kind of like miss the boat on that. Mm -hmm. So this has been amazing. So thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy. You have a newborn and you're packing a newborn clothes. she's two years she's, old almost that's a newborn in my in my eyes she was, she was born like yesterday you know <laughs> it's just because we haven't seen each other in forever so. that's true yeah the whole like you know yeah. 2020 didn't count so she's right. she's still yeah. a newborn to me it's <laughs> a leap leap year yeah. <laughs> exactly but yeah i wish you all the the best success with borrow baby and on tiktok and yeah keep us posted with uh with everything that goes on thank you so much